Hey everyone, it's Ari here. Uh, right after we finished recording this episode, I realized that I was so eager to start our new season that in my haste, I forgot to give an introduction to some of our new listeners who might be here. Uh, so my name is Ari. My co-host all season long is Hirsch. There's a 99% chance that you've seen us in Alliance, Lounges, HQ, all those places. Uh, so we're both Mojo Desert players, uh, played together. Um, we set up this podcast at the start of Dark Forest as a way to give recaps throughout the season, either if you fall behind from having too many channels on red, or if you want to hear some of the analysis from former players who come at the game from sometimes different angles, um, or if you just like hearing the sound of our voices. And I think it's a nice little bonus for our VIPs. Um, there's no set schedule to the episode, so we'll post as often as we can uh, based on when we're available to record. Um, most of the time, it'll play in the VIP voice channel. And if you miss that, there's always a link pinned where you can listen on demand. Um, we bring in VIP guests as often as possible, and they have always been fantastic and perfect. Uh, we look forward to our guests all coming on this season. Uh, so hopefully that covers it. Um, and lastly, it is very important that this podcast remain exclusively in the VIP channel so that it doesn't fall into the wrong hand. And now here's the start of this park talking about Alliance. Welcome everyone, all VIPs and Alliance, back to a brand new season of Talking About Alliance, the world's best Alliance recap and analysis podcast. Very excited to be with you for a whole nother season. Uh, I'm Ari and here is the co-host Hirsch. Welcome Hirsch to the Nexus Park Talking About Alliance. Glad to be here as always, Ari. I missed you as much as I could. And um, I'm happy to be back. And uh, you don't have to, to lie. Uh, well, you know, I'm not. <laughs> I, said, I said as much as I could, and I'm ready to. Uh, I'm ready to get rolling on another uh, another exciting season of Alliance. It should be fun. Um, and so we're just going to be going over the cast today, since that's about all we can do. But uh, we're very excited about the, our first guest of the season here to help us break down the cast with all of the analysis and wit and sense of humor is uh, an Alliance High Seas jury member, Cece, joining us all the way from England. Welcome and thanks for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me and apologize about my thick accent in advance. Um, no. I'm happy to provide subtitles to anyone who needs them, um, but thank you so much for having us. I'm so excited. We're excited to have you here, believe me, and trust me, <laughs> When Ari tells the viewers lounge or the VIP lounge that uh, when they discover it, when they start the uh, when they start the podcast, uh, the uh, the viewers lounge will be very excited to hear our special guest. And I, I think the I think the thick British accent is part of the entire CC experience and would be disappointed without it. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully it'll be lush and we'll get hooked the whole season. <laughs> nice. What have you been doing, CC? Excited to be on this side of things. I am excited to be on this side of things, especially because I wasn't as around for as long as I wanted to be last season. Um, but yeah, it's exciting watching it from this end, seeing them, all of them, you know, with hope on the faces, I assume, and all eager and excited. And, you know, we're going to see that get crushed within minutes of 
Maroonan starting properly and the game getting into action and I'm ready to see them get crushed. Cece, you uh, you came out of retirement, if I if I remember correctly, yes. to play season. Is that right? Um, did you do uh, did you do much specking in, in your prior uh, org life before you came out of retirement? Or uh... I I did. I started with um, it was a series called Infiviver, I think, and I watched a couple of seasons there, and I was, I was hooked. I was like. I had all the notifications turned on, making sure that I was able to see everything that was going on. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. And kind of decided to form myself into it. I specked a couple of Big Brother ones, Challenge Orgs and Amazing Race Orgs and all that kind of stuff. Um, yes. It's always fun to go back and, wa- and spec in future seasons in a game that you've played because you're, you're invested. Yes. Oh, definitely. 100%. Yeah. And I'm sure you've you've caught a little bit, but I think in my experience, Alliance has a viewers lounge and a culture around that that is fairly unique within the overall org community. Yeah, it really is. It has like a law thicker than like the Dark Souls trilogy. Um, there's a lot to unpack there, but yeah, it's a very I think awesome knit community which I haven't really seen replicated anywhere else. Um, which is always lovely to see. And it's lovely to see, I think, so many alumni from like quite far back still getting excited with every new season that comes around. And um, it's not just like everyone from season six, it's people from, from the very beginning who are still following it and still, you know, active in the viewers lounge and getting excited, which is really nice to see, I think. Oh yeah. Well, at, at this point, we're about 27 minutes away from the marooning. And I think this viewers lounge is going to be especially popping because there are so many players in this cast who have connections to either previous players or have a lot of experience in the viewers lounge. Um, so this viewers lounge, I think is going to be heavily invested. Yeah. And we'll dive in, in a minute, but I think that's one of the things that I, one of the reasons I'm really excited about this cast as a whole is how many people there are with personal connections to some of our most active play people or just people who have been around for a bit, we've been waiting to watch play. Um, and I think, you know, it might be similar to that kind of summit level where you really see that activity and the investment from the viewers lounge with people that they already know. Uh, but yeah, as a whole, I'm really excited about this cast. Yep, let's do it. Let's, um, all right, so let's dive in. We'll start at the top, the first person cast is Bananas, aka Trip. Uh, I think Trip is the current username and likely what they'll be going by. Uh, so uh, Bananas is 18, a male, um, but she's done uh, a few Survivor games, uh, has done fairly well, wants to be a little more under the radar. I don't think we have any personal connections. Uh, what do we think about Trip? Um, the notes I have are pretty much similar to the ones you had. The uh, He has some ex- org experience. Doesn't seem like he has as much as some of the other players we'll be uh, touching on here in a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to gauge at this point. Um, obviously um, I find it interesting that, you know, he's 18 and there's only four members of this cast who are under the age of 20. 
six that are between 20 and 30 and eight that are actually over 30. So there's an interesting, this is a more mature cast, you know, so we got, you know, basically 14 members of the cast are over 20 and, um, and the younger ones are going to need a place to fit in pretty quick. Um, hey, CC, this is Cal. He's come to say hi. And, oh, and, um, and so, yeah, the younger players are going to need to um, find safe Harbor with these older players pretty quick. And I'll throw bananas or a trip in with that group because uh, they're definitely uh, behind the numbers as far as age groups go. Yeah. I wasn't living for this one. It's quite brief, but you couldn't find anything interesting to say about me, <laughs> which does not bode well. Um, I think especially with it being an older cast, like you said, how on earth is he going to be able to make connections with, you know, people if he's got nothing to say or present about himself? Yeah, so that might be interesting to watch. Um, but he does seem to know his way around an org. Um, and apparently he's done fairly well every time. He might have just embellished a bit to get on the cast, maybe. Maybe Bride of Meg, we don't know. But... Yeah, I, mm, yeah, he's there. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the not you got to have something to talk to people about. You got to be able to make that connection real quick. You gotta you gotta have you gotta be able to make that connection. You know, you just gotta talk. And if uh, if you can't find anything interesting to say about yourself, like you said, the other person might just not bother. <sighs> It's a mixed cast. There's various different backgrounds going on and stuff. Yeah, you might find it difficult, I think, to find a ride or die, like a really close ally or two, um, especially with an older cast. But who knows? It could surprise me. It could. But um, based off this alone, it, it could be quite brief. I don't know. We'll see. Uh. Yeah, I mean, what stood out to me, and as you were talking about, is sort of how this cast, I think, is a good bit older than last season. Um, somewhat in line with the way the Alliance has been in the past, but maybe more so. I don't have all of the numbers in front of me. Uh, but we haven't seen a ton of teenagers really get far in the game or be on top like that. Um, here and there, a couple have gotten to the end. Uh, you think about Muse, but even... Mason last season, Flair was close, um, but we haven't Barker. But we haven't seen, I think, a teenager really have that w threat of winning as much. We are, we definitely haven't seen anyone younger than I think mid twenties come out victorious. And I wonder if this could be the season where we see something like that. Um, don't see a ton on trip that would at first make me believe that, but we also, I mean, again, have very little to go off of right now. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I'll remind, um, just I'll throw this in here since I'm thinking about it, um, for any future player or for any of this season's players who stumble upon these podcasts later, remember that everything we are saying um, is not endorsed by uh, Alliance or, um, or any of its production members. This is an independent podcast. And so it's strictly our opinions and those of our guests. Uh, we're just basing it off of what we see in the game and how you play. And, uh, and we hope you uh, listen to these podcasts in the future when you hear them with that in mind. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, and um, the other note that I forgot to mention at the start is that we're going based pretty much only off of the dossier, which is a few questions that each player have answered for a bio. And we really don't know much beyond that unless we know them nope. personally. So it's a lot of, we're taking a lot of stabs here and I'm almost a shot in the dark. But we'll move on and we'll go to our next player. And this is definitely an exciting one, Becca. Um, or her screen name, I likely to stay into the game, Taco Beans, a 28-year-old manager at a Chick-fil-A. And I think the most exciting thing is that uh, we've seen her before back in Mojo Desert as she is the wife of Choco Plex, uh, the famous Mrs. Choco Cat. She uh, had to step in when he got sick and take over for a bit right at the end. Um, have we've heard about her, but I don't think we've seen much of anything from her except for our friend FML Cat, who we know has been in touch. But excited to see her play. Don't really know much about what to expect, but it's definitely exciting. I'm surprised. I, Jen, I don't mean this a bad way. She she didn't particularly stand out so much for me, and I must admit I haven't spectated any season prior to me playing it, so I've got no idea about a past. Although she did, I'm sure she mentioned she's married to someone who's played it before. But again, she talks about not having any hobbies, which makes me wonder, you know, is she going to have like the social game of the lamp? Um, yeah, but that being said, that, there seems to be a lot more women in this cast than I think on my season. And Steve's a little bit older this season too. So she might not have as much difficulty as Banana, for example. But... Um, and in fact, I'm sure one of them, spectator, one of the viewers mentioned how she is actually quite larger than life um, and quite OTT. It's not coming across in the dossier and I don't, she hasn't particularly stood out to me in Marooning yet, um, but maybe she's just holding back for now. But yeah, um, based on the dossier, it, it just wasn't really sizzling my bacon, to be fair. That's that's perfectly fine, man. You didn't, you, you don't... <laughs> You don't have to, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to be emotionally invested. Trust me. Um, uh, honest, uh, Ch Chaco's game in Mojo Desert was not the most dynamic. He found himself in a good, uh, in a good alliance. and He was able to kind of ride that all the way to the end and likely would have made FTC uh, because of that alliance if he had not gotten ill. So, um, so I think the, uh, the, the goodwill that the viewers lounge has towards Chuckle Beans at this point is that she is the wife of of, of a of a valued and uh, well liked former player. So uh, I mean I'm not, I'm not reading anything in the bio that's gonna that strikes me that she's going to be especially great at this game. But I think for the most part I'm just excited to see her play. Yeah, I think I agree. Nothing necessarily stands out in the bio, but again, not much to go off of. Um, I think it's exciting to see always the spouse or significant other of a former player uh, and a friend of the community. So uh, moving on, third person in the cast is Bird, a 22 years old non-binary. Um, we've seen them in the viewers lounge since the start of Summit. And I'm excited to see them play here. They mentioned in the dossier that they've been thinking about it for nine months. Um, hobbies include playing board games, but not to eliminate people, jigsaw puzzles, rugby, and long walks. Uh, this is their first time playing in a survivor game, but 
they spectated a few and did and were one of the co-champions of the Amazing Race edition. And so we have our first quote from a friend of the podcast giving us some extra background from Peanut Butter, the former roommate and best friend of Bird. And she says, I think Bird will be a strategic player and not be afraid to make big moves for their own game. That being said, I know they're here to make friends and I don't think they'll lose sight of that. By that, I mean, I think they will be strategic but not ruthless. Uh, so uh, what do we think about what to expect? What you got, Cece? Um, I was going to say, the, I remember their name when I left high season, they were active and they're still active in like the hub server and all that. Um, God, I just hope if they've been thinking about the nine months that they're not like first or second out, bless them, that would be a bit underwhelming. Um, but I think that will give them definitely, not necessarily an advantage, but they know what they're getting into. And for me anyway, I think Alliance is quite an intense experience. So I think, you know, nine months they should be able to prepare for that and, you know, know what to expect, I think, or roughly what to expect. Um, but I think this mentioned that this is the first ever org. Um, so it could be very much a baptism by fire, you know, could be a bit all over the place, a bit like Crystal, love you girl. But she was a bit of a hot mess because I think it was her first org as well. Um, so yeah, I am quite excited to see Bird play. I think a lot of people are going to be excited to see Bird play. And yeah, for the, just for the sake of being waiting for so long, I hope there's not an early boot. Um, but yeah, I think it could definitely be a little bit of a dark horse, I think. Yeah, Bird is um, <clears throat> clearly has been excited to play for a long time. Um, and the Viewers Lounge is going to be very excited for her to play. Um, one of the beauties of Alliance is that we have an HQ where a lot of stuff goes on during the off season, um, including a whole puzzles channel. Uh, Bird has done very well in the puzzles channel um, over the course of the, of, the, of, the, of the off season between high seas and, and now and um, on a variety of different kinds of puzzles. So she's got the mind um, and a skill set that will lend itself to uh, a lot of the types of stuff she might see here during Alliance. So hopefully she'll be able to stand out with her team, at least in the team portion, and, uh, and not be perceived as a threat. But she'll be very competitive. Um, hopefully that competitiveness will not trend towards pushiness, which could put her on a few people's shit lists. So uh, I'm hopeful for Bird and, uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see her play and, and want to see her do well. Uh, yeah, uh, for me, um, I, I think there's pretty high expectations and I think that's warranted um, getting to know them uh, recently more on a more personal level. They're very personable, very smart. I think they're gonna be good at a lot of the challenges. Um, and they're definitely going to be all in on the game from day one. Uh, I would be surprised if they don't make it pretty far in the game. And uh, I think they'll be a contender for much of it. Um, and apologies to Bird because I fucked up their pronoun while I was talking there, I believe. And, uh, and I'll be more, I will be more mindful of that as the season progresses. Um, so the next cast member is Bramble Cat. This is an exciting one. A 46-year-old IT librarian at a university who does GRE analytical puzzles for fun. A mom of 
Twin Boys. Uh, this is her first online game, I think, of any kind. Uh, but has started to come with Watch Some Survivor and Watch a bit more recently. Um, and I also have Breaking News, a podcast exclusive, official confirmation from Breadhand that this is one of his two moms. Um, he says, she is my mom. She is stellar at logically thinking things out and will be very good at graph challenges. She works on graphs as part of her job. The only struggle she might have is socializing with people. Uh, what are we expecting to see? Oh my God, I'm obsessed. Like, sitting as I read this one, I was like, right, we're gonna have to make some kind of prayer circle, perform some kind of ritual, just manifest her making it to the end. Cause I'm just, ugh. I love seeing bramble types in Orgs. You don't really get many older types and she seems very personable, seems very interesting. There's loads of things mentioned going on there. Um, it looks like she's quite lighthearted, I think, probably has a good sense of humor. So I can see perhaps why I might be worried about social game, social aspect, but, um, you know, I think as Hirsch has pointed out, this cast does skew older quite significantly. So I think, and there's also a lot more women as well. So she might be able to find her creed, her group as it were, quite quick. My worry is she might be almost a little bit like Gwen. I remember because Gwen was a little bit older, I hope she doesn't mind me saying, um, but she was quite kind of headstrong, quite like set in what she wanted to do and that was it and no one's going to tell it otherwise. Um, I don't know, with it being quite new, quite inexperienced, it's a big learning curve. Um, but my God, I hope she makes it far and I hope she lives up to a dossier because I was a big, big fan and I, yeah, I'm excited to see what she does. Yeah, um, again, another player, a lot of people are going to be excited to see play. Um, I, you know, she is the, um, by a fair margin, the oldest person in the cast. Um, she may take on something of a maternal role to some of these, uh, to players who might be struggling um, emotionally or uh, with some of the harder stuff that's happening in the game. Um, I low-key would love to see her find like the, the teenagers and just gather them up as her own little private army to just destroy everyone else in the game. Um, that would be amazing to watch play. Um, Bread plays a lot of orgs. Um, he is no doubt, as she mentioned in her dossier, talked about them endlessly to her, um, that he may have finally convinced her um, to, to give this shot and to give his favorite org a shot is wonderful. And, um, and like, she has a good chance. Um, characters like this do well in Alliance. Um, characters like Lola, um, characters like FML Cat, older players who have talked to people, know how to talk to people, um, and in her case, know how to talk to younger people, especially. That's key, and, uh, and I think that will be to her benefit. Yeah, I think Bramble Cat is definitely the person I'm most excited just to see in the game, um, just because you know we've seen people's significant others play uh, friends, but we've never had someone's mom in the cast of a former player. Uh, I don't think we've had anything like that in the viewers' lounge, and I'm just very excited to see how that plays out. Um, oh, yeah, really, no Definitely. clue how that how he's going to do in the game. Um, 
whether, you know, being significantly older than anyone else maybe helps her and she knows how to socialize or if the whole experience might be either overwhelming or just have too much trouble connecting um, and yes. you know, where her game awareness is going to be at having watched some survivor, having a son who talks, probably talks about it quite a lot, but you know, I wonder how much of that information she's actually absorbed or what that will be like. Um, definitely interested to see how things go. Oh, definitely. I think that's it. I think she's one of the biggest wild cards coming into this. Yeah. I think that's another reason why I'm so excited because I could legitimately see being like first, second out or going all the way and storming it and everything in between. Um, so yes, very excited to see what she does. Can't wait. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Castaway number five is Brendan, also known as Skyhawk Town. Um, he is a 27-year-old in marketing, and his goal is to beat Jesus' placement. Um, he's played about 30 orgs, so he's one of the more experienced people in this cast. Um, has seen every season of Survivor, including International, podcasted with former players. So we have... Uh, some background here from Jesus, who says he's super experienced at orgs and usually does real well. He also hosts several of his own. That said, Alliance is a different org than anything he does, but I think his social game will keep him for a while. Um, what do we think about Skyhawk? Well, I noticed he's in marketing, and at least from my experience in the past, in that kind of field, in like PR, that kind of, you know, <laughs> people tend to be quite charismatic, but they usually tend to be utter complete twats. So, I mean, he could get by and be a charisma, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's a bit of a bellend based on my own personal experiences, but marketing might be totally different if he's from the US, I assume he is. Um, so yes, I do think he's going to be charismatic. I do think the social game will be good um, based on what he does for a living. Um, and he does seem very experienced. So I do think he's quite a threat going into this. Um, but his dossier overall didn't particularly stand out to me that much. It was quite brief. It was quite yeah. short. Um, so whether his social game is I'm overestimating a bit much, possibly. But yes, I do think he's definitely quite a big threat going into this. So yeah, if he's able to downplay that threat level, I don't see why he wouldn't do quite well. We've seen um, over the last few seasons another uh, a freak a, a lot of players with heavy org experience popping up. The more the more former alliance players go out into the org world and recruit uh, <clears throat> other people to come in, we're starting to see more and more experience in alliance. But the thing is, uh, those people with a whole lot of experience um, haven't always done that well. Um, and again, it's because, as Jesus pointed out um, in response to Brendan's uh, uh, dossier, and I do believe he's officially changed his name to Brendan in the Marooning Channel, um, Alliance is a whole different beast. Um, there's a learning curve in Alliance, even for those people with a lot of experience in orgs, and that is often to the detriment of those people who have played a lot of previous orgs, because it's not like anything they've played before. Um, if he can get past that, then yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with CC on this. Um, good chance of making it to the merge but he might be a deadly type player who decides that he wants to make a really aggressive move early post-merge 
that just sinks him. And no, sorry, CC. I know that's painful. I know. Talk it's about still a sore subject. <laughs> but um, I mean, and I, I will tell Deadly to his face. You didn't need to go for CC. It was stupid to go for CC. CC uh, wanted. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the kind of move that a Brendan might make, where he's trying to be aggro, trying to be showy trying to take control of the game way too soon. And that is going to sink him. And he ends up being the next person to go after sending home the viewer's favorite. And if, if I need to remind anybody, our friend Cece here was the lounge favorite last season. I know. I know. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'll sign totally, autographs afterwards. I, I totally agree. I think we've seen a lot of people come into Alliance who have a lot of experience in games uh, and kind of expecting things to go a certain way. And then when they're playing with, you know, the types of people who are in their first survivor game like this, they, you know, sometimes they've gotten frustrated. Like, why are people not wanting to strategize like this? Why are they going along with this idea? Um, I think the people who've come in, who have done the best, who have adjusted the best have been the more social type players. And I think someone like Crab comes to mind where, you know, they're able to adapt very easily into working with different types of people. Um, so she's mentioning that he's a more social player, I think bodes well, but again, of the people we've seen come in with that much experience, if they're, and sometimes they don't always have their full attention, um, they sometimes suffer from that. Uh, so that brings us to cast our next castaway, Courtney or Court, uh, 29, a branch manager, um, Says she saw the ad. I don't know if she specifically knows anyone in the cat or in previous seasons or from the community. Um, what stands out to me about Court is that she has, you mentioned uh, having a lot of experience and having had a lot of success through that. Because she's played 23 orgs, won four times, uh, done, done just a very good record. I think that stands out. Um. She seems quite resilient, which I like. I do think that will help a lot. It's a draining experience. Like I was only in it for eighteen days, but it felt so much bloody longer. Like it felt like eighteen months by the end. Um, sort of thing. Being quite resilient that we're on will help. Um, because it is testing experience. I don't know how she'll fare socially, just because you know the dossier didn't particularly interest me or stand out so much. But it is. Her name is one I recognise more than others in the Marooning channel anyway. I think she's popped up there quite a few times. So she might handle that quite well. It seems like she's going to be quite enthusiastic, quite throw herself into it. Um, she seems to have a big love of orcs. Um, so yeah, I think she'll do okay. But she's not someone who's particularly enticing me just yet. Um, I'm getting Moss vibes off of Courtney. Um, mm. Wow. A lot of org experience, um, maybe an UTR game under the radar. Um, and as we know, Moss did very well, got all the way to the end and got zero votes at FTC. Um, honestly, when I see a dossier that touts their record in Alliance or Survivor type games, I- I'm not interested in any of that. I mean, all that tells me is that you've played the game before and you've had success in games that aren't Alliance. Um and, and this game has proven time and time again to be much more uh, social focused than uh, probably uh, any other org they've played in. And um, that's how I want to see. I mean, if, if they can play that game, throw in a few challenge wins and make a few moves, then 
maybe she can uh, be the type of player who has a lot of org experience who gets uh, more than one vote or no votes in an FTC. So yeah, you, you, you touted your resume. Now prove, uh, now prove that you, uh, that that resume means anything in this game. Uh, yeah, I think um, similar to Brendan, you know, having played a lot of games, uh, she mentioned being a more social player and that could uh, be a really big help, uh, could be successful that way. But uh, at the same time, you know, she hasn't been that active in the Marooning channel and I don't really want to take anything off of that. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how that goes. So that's six castaways. So we have 12 more to go and we will be right back after this short break. Tired of riding the Ariana Grande coaster for the thousandth time or holding your breath for nine seconds in the wave pool? This October, check out the all new attraction, the Bird Walk. Grab your spyglass and get ready to yell, Bird, bird, bird! As you see ducks, hens, geese, and more. Welcome back. Uh, so as we had in the off season, the commercial contest, and uh, we are excited to have those with us throughout the season as we reveal some of our favorite, or hopefully all of them and our favorite and closer to the end. Uh, the one you just heard was written by Bird and read by our friend Blink. Uh, and so hopefully there's more to come. Uh, all right, so next person uh, in the dossier is Darcy, a 17-year-old high school student and another notable friend um, who she is the concurrent significant other of Spencer, the uh, third or fourth place finisher, from, fourth place finisher, right, from Summit. Uh, and he says, I expect Darcy to be very strong socially and to be able to form strong bonds. She's just a very positive person in general and a bright personality that people will want to be around. She also has seen a good amount of Survivor and is super intelligent, so I know she will know the right moves to make. My biggest worry is that she is in general an anxious person and will overthink or she will not make a move that would make logical sense because she absolutely hates, hates, hates hurting other people's feelings or even thinking that she may have. Uh, so what are we expecting there? Hmm. That contrasts is what I got from uh, Dusty, yeah. But I will say, I think being an anxious person, I'm quite anxious myself. Um, I, it can work in your favour. I think it works in your favour quite well, these kind of games, actually, because I think when you overthink things so much and you overthink other people's reactions so much, you actually get quite a good read on them a lot of the time, or later on. Um, and it does make it a bit more easier to kind of decipher what other people will take to. That's how like, I kind of manage it anyway. I was like, right, this person's not going to take this very well. This person's going to like it when they talk about this kind of thing. So that might work in her favour but she's very young compared to most of the cast. Um, and she might test others, I think, a little bit. Um, you know, and I know I was a complete twat at 17, but she might be quite very mature, I don't know, we'll see. I think I can see her get annoyed by other cast members quite easily. She mentioned she's quite irritable. And I think if she sees um, other cast mates and stuff do things in a particular way, um, and it might irritate her and it might piss her off, I don't know. So she's going to be an interesting one, I think. Um, 
I can see her being an early boot. Alternatively, I can see someone like Bramble taking her under the wing, I hope, and anything in between. But yeah, if she's know someone who's been through this before, she knows survived quite well. She could do okay, I think. Um, overall, this didn't particularly stand out to be too much. It was quite middle of the board, but yeah, she'll be an interesting one to watch. Another potential dark horse, I think. I uh, I didn't get a lot from her dossier, um, but in kind of the fan fiction I write in my head, I can kind of see her sliding into a flair type of role, but without the org experience. Um, um, if people pick up that she's young, they may not include her in plans. They may not really talk to her about strategy. And if, uh, and if she gets pissed off about that, then she can start trying to do something about it and be kind of become a little bit unpredictable and a bit of a wild card, uh, like CC said, um, in regards to how she plays the game. Um, so if she can get to the merge, fun things could happen with Darcy. Yeah, um, we'll see. Should be fun to watch. I think she's the youngest person in the cast. Um, next person we have is Jordan, who is 28. Uh, she's in retail management, sells prom dresses. Uh, maybe something to talk to Darcy about. <laughs> um, her pet peeve is men. Kidding, mostly. <laughs> I want to bring a blanket. Uh, this is her third uh, org experience, her second Survivor game. Uh, and she was in the Challenge 1, along with a few other people around this place. Um, but still fairly new to Survivor as a whole, but has watched most of them. And we have a note from Crystal who says, I'm very familiar with Jordan. She's so, so sweet, extremely loyal, huge heart player. I think it'll be her demise, but she's likely going to make some real friends in this game. Yeah, I got... I got no problem with that. I mean, that's uh, that's half the reason a lot of people play these games. Um, again, didn't really, uh, I mean, nothing really stands out in her dossier, but there's no warning signals for me either. Um, the fact that she has limited org experience may not be such a bad thing because she hasn't built up any bad habits really or huge expectations as to what an org should be or how she's seen it or anything that she's particularly used to. So maybe the whole live tribal live a challenge aspect won't be uh, disarming to her. Um, so, I mean, she's got some experience. She can build on that. Um, and so other than that, I mean, she's, uh, I'm not going to say she's just another player, but um, I think she can, I think she could do some damage, hopefully. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for all of them. There's no one I'm rooting against. Well, maybe one. Um, and uh, other than that, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with her. Cease. Oh my God. I thought her dossier was bloody brilliant. I thought she was very open. It was so interesting. Um, I can see her finding common ground, I think, with others very easily. Um, however, I think she could potentially, if she is very sociable, very personable, very bubbly, which I think she will be, she could become a target quite early on. And if she doesn't have a lot of experience, um, she might not be able to kind of counter that threat and counter people moving against it if she does put a target on the back quite early on for being so brilliant. Um, I love the pet piece thing. I think just put this whole thing in the Louvre, hang it up there. It's it's so good. I did notice it didn't say how she performed in another Survivor Org. She mentioned she did well in the Challenge one, but she just said she played in a Survivor Org, which makes me think she probably flopped. Um, if she mentioned placing in one, know, one or the I other. I don't see the results from it. Yeah, it says 
yeah, I did fairly well on my challenge org, making the final, and just I had a lot of fun during my survival org. So, yeah, it sounds like she did okay, but not as well as she wanted to. But, you know, she might learn from her mistakes or be a bit more self-aware of her own shortcomings coming into this. But I'm rooting for her. I really am rooting for her. I hope she does well. Uh, yeah, I think that she's, I wouldn't be surprised if she meshes really well with a lot of the people on the cast. Um, I think she has a good chance of doing well in this. We'll, so we'll see how she goes. Um, next one is Jimmy, uh, who's 25 and has given us, uh, gives us very little to go off of. Um, he drank baby oil and almost died when he was one and a half, uh, has played a handful of survivor orgs. Kind of hard to see what we're going to get from Jimmy. Um, has been a pretty good presence, I think, though, in the uh, in the marooning and the unicorn rainbow picture is definitely a plus for me. Yes, yeah, dossier was very short but sweet. I think quite a few of the other people where they have short dossiers, it's really boring and beige. But this one, there's some little nuggets in there which have hooked, captivated my attention a little bit. I mean, it's very short and sweet. That could summarise his run in this season. Um, but he does seem quite enthusiastic. He has thrown himself in there. He seems reasonably experienced. He could quite go under the radar. Um, he could, he strikes me maybe even a go to just drag along to the end. Maybe it's hard to tell just based off this. But um, yeah, he could be a Sam's just thrown out quite early despite being quite a positive presence. It's, it's difficult to tell, but yeah, okay. Yeah, Jimmy didn't give us a lot to work with, um, as CC mentioned, but I mean, there is stuff there. Um, again, <clears throat> again, we got somebody who's um, has some experience. Um, some experience is good. Um, I mean, I think maybe being just kind of in the middle of the pack, um, going into the game at the very beginning is not a bad place to be. Um, you're not standing out as an immediate threat. Um, you're not, you know, you're not, uh, you're not just so new that you, you don't know what you're doing and don't know the kinds of conversations that you need to be having with people. So someone like a Jimmy is going to get a good alliance going early, get himself a nice, hopefully get himself a nice safe position that to get to a, get through a swap, get to emerge, you know, and, and, you know, and, and get to that part of the game, um, which is always uh, important. Um, so yeah, I mean, Jimmy, I mean, there'll be, there's more than a few players at this point with, with the bios that they have that all we can really take uh, right now is a kind of a wait and see attitude and, 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 you know, let the, let the game play out. All right. We are halfway through. So moving in to the second half alphabetically next up is Maddie, who is 32 and a business manager, um, He's currently he's in a mole game with GD, which uh, some of those strikes similar to RDT, who has a lot of success. Doesn't mean that they're much similar. Um, has played in a few different games, uh, Survivor Orgs. And we have a quote from Dano, who played in the, a mole game with him, who says, Maddie is a fun and exciting player. He uses wit to build relationships, smart and calculated. It's hard to compare a mole game versus alliance because of the style of competition, but I expect him to be well-liked by many and in the center of big moves. Yeah. I mean, uh, I also thought it was pronounced Dano, you know, but it's not. It's Dano. 
yes, Dano being attracted to people who like drag. I see, but he's, yeah, yeah. But yes, yeah, someone who likes reality TV and drag shows is someone after my own heart. Remind you, you can always follow me on Instagram, people, you know, to see me in drag, if you so wish. But he strikes me as quite an interesting person, I think, overall. You know, he's a business manager, I think he said, and he's met like 100 celebrities or something. So he should be okay, I think, dealing with big egos. He should be okay handling pressure, handling people quite diplomatically, I think. Um, which is quite important. I think, you know, one of the big things I kind of had in my mind going into uh, any org really, but especially this one was that people have nothing more than talk about themselves. And I think Matty will probably know that going into this. Um, uh, yeah, I think he, he is interesting. I think he should be okay socially for those reasons. Um, but his placements in past orgs, I think are all quite middle of the road. So I think he does need to downplay his threat level. I think, again, similar to who was talking about, I think George, well, someone, um, I think early on the, he might have stopped himself as a big threat, um, just being so sociable and being quite on it. But um, yeah, I think he'll need to downplay that if he's going to make it further than like I did, like kind of early merge. Um, but yes, he's, been, he's, a, he's an interesting one and someone I'm going to keep my eye on because I do think he can go far. Definitely, if he plays his cards right. I think the most interesting thing for me in his uh, dossier was that he said he hates domineering personalities and inactive people. So, and inevitably, in any of these games, there's somebody who kind of just takes a back seat and hopes that nobody notices they're not doing anything. And there's that person who wants to take control and can often be abrasive about it. So I think he's going to have easy targets um, on either end that he can work around and point the spotlight on. So I think he will do very well here in the tribal portion because he's going to be able to, uh, to paint uh, a picture for other, for other people who are kind of stuck in the middle with him of clear targets. So um, that, that, that'll be fun to see play out, hopefully. Uh, should be fun. Uh, our next player is Nay. Uh, she is 30 and a daycare teacher. Um, she's played orgs for two months. Um, says she's not a comp beast. Uh, and I th so I think we, so we've seen her around the HQ here and there. It seems like uh, generally a fun presence, but I don't know why. It's somewhat of maybe a sense of a wild card, potentially. Yeah, I think... Well, she seems quite self-aware, which I think is a very important attribute. You know, there's some people from isolation who still harp on and think the the second coming of Christ, and, you know, think that it absolutely f all wrong. But I think so. The fact that she's quite aware of her own shortcomings, maybe what she's done wrong in the past, olds is a good thing. But just based on her dossier, anyway, I think I can see her being quite polarizing because I think she's going to be very unapologetic. Um, somewhat similar to Grin, I think, but, you know, she's a daycare teacher, she's used to handling immaturity, she could handle conflict quite well. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if she's taken that quite quick. But yeah, I think that she's quite self-aware of her own um, weaknesses is a good thing if she uses that to her advantage. Uh, people who are self-deprecating uh, 
um, often are blunt because they're, they're just used to being so yes. honest. <laughs> they're used to being so honest with themselves that they're just <laughs> honest with everybody. Um, and that doesn't always translate to a good relationship. Um, so she will, but she's aware. Um, so hopefully she will remember that when she starts talking to people, um, especially in times of trouble, when they're going to uh, go into tribal or if something went wrong with a challenge or somebody underperformed, hopefully she will remember that and, uh, and, and thank it before she types. We'll see. Uh, it should be fun. I think that's a really good point. Being a daycare manager might give some of those problem solving or uh, crisis management skills. Uh, conflict resolution uh, could be really important. Uh, next up, we have Shamrock, who is 32 and a video editor. Um, don't think there's any personal connections through that, but uh, has done Roblox games, which I think is. is interesting um i haven't had that much experience with that i think penny's mentioned that is something desmond does um so i'm probably missing something there but um i haven't seen much from shamrock or uh Shwahui or Swahui in, in the game uh, and, and what's the also there was i think he was the only person not to send any messages in the marooning uh, but has started the next process so that might have been an intentional choice also. Is he still calling himself Lord Shamrock? Uh, unless did I get, oh no, there's, I'm confused. Uh, Lord Shamrock is a different person. Okay, who are we um, talking? Yeah, Lord Shamrock. Okay. I got confused, that's my bad. Um, let's drop the Lord. I mean, come on, <laughs> I get it. Just call yourself Shamrock. Um, that's just a, a minor, that's just a minor complaint. Um, I mean, there's not much there. He, he strikes me as someone who thinks he's not very interested or like anything like that. But I think there's quite a few interesting things in his dossier. Like being a pro wrestler is a very interesting thing. And you, you know, it's not something you come across every day. Yeah. So, I mean, karaoke and video games, again, quite different things, but he's listed them as his favorite hobbies. So uh, yeah. I think he could do well, provided he actually brings these things up and uses them like make connections with people. But if he doesn't, then he just lies in the background like he has been doing a little bit, then God help him. But I mean, being quiet in maroon and I, I wouldn't look too much into, I think, just because, well, I mean, all of us were quiet in my season, but I, I think it was definitely a conscious choice in my part, I think, to be a bit more quiet. I like introduce himself then lay low, because you don't want to like, you know, a target on your back from like day zero before it's even begun. But yeah, I am rooting for him because I think, wait, am I looking at the right one? Yeah, Shamrock is yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think he could do well, provided he realises, you know, he's being cast for a reason. And that's because there's hidden depth there. Um, but if he doesn't, then yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to go off of with the bio, and but I'm with you. Pro wrestler? I watch a lot of pro wrestling. I'll admit that. I'm not ashamed. Um, I want to know if he's ever had his ass kicked by The Rock. Did did Hulk Hogan <laughs> leg drop him at some point? Um, this is the shit I want to know. Um, he better yeah. talk about this is the shit he better talk about in his confessionals and in, in his DM channels. Because like Cece said, that's fascinating. 
I've never met a pro wrestler. Mm -hmm. If I met a pro wrestler, I'd be like, did The Rock kick your ass? Did Hulk Hogan ever leg drop you? Was Andre the Giant really that big? <laughs> All I'm saying is if he does not use this little bit of trivia that he used to be a pro wrestler to his advantage to spark conversation, he's making a mistake because that is a hook. And if you need anything in this game, it's a hook. Yeah, I noticed that too, that like he says, oh, I don't know if there's anything specifically interesting about me. I guess I did used to be a pro wrestler. Like, I, I don't like. I don't know what that says that you, know, you don't that you need that qualifier or like maybe other people find this interesting. I don't know. Like it doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, it's like it's not like saying you know if someone were to go, do you, do you ever do anything in your life? Ah, eh, not really. I was. Uh, I went to the moon once, but that's just not a, a Nobel big... Prize. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so just yeah, an Oscar winner. Yeah, eh. but. Uh, but if um you know that who knows but yeah i'm interested in shamrock just on that alone yeah uh, so we are two-thirds of the way through the cast so we will take one more commercial break and we will be right back right after this <laughs> There's only one game at Nexus Park that'll send you on an adventure across the world. Aha! Uh -huh. Frustrate you into drinking, make you learn the lore. Aha! Uh -huh. And it's filled with Gen X references. Aha! Uh -huh. DC Ski Ball Challenge. Every hole takes you down a different path. Aha! Uh -huh. Sign up for your own lounge for the devilish experience. Aha! Uh -huh. All right, welcome back. Um, that commercial you just heard comes courtesy of Blink uh, as the writer and the voice you hear. And that one was actually one of our finalists. Uh, I think it didn't make the top five for us, but uh, was in that top eight range, I believe. Uh, and so there will be more like that coming all season long. But let's get back into this. Here's an interesting one in our cast. It's SMM, a uh, 17-year-old high schooler uh, recruited by Banjo and Noah, although Noah has somewhat refuted that. Um, we have a quote from Banjo who says, uh, summarizing here, uh, he knows SMM well for over a year now. They've hosted, I think they've hosted an org together or played together. Uh, the problem with SMM is that he has a surprisingly good strategic awareness about positioning and such, but he never has a strong social capital such that he can act on any of it. Uh, he, he, he says he doesn't play a winning type game. Um, he's very likable and will make this people in the spec lounge adore him. Um, but he says he flops a lot, compares and says, Mason, it will be my comp. I get the vibe that SMM will end up like that. Pretty likable guy that has decent strategic sense, but has no super tight allies to capitalize on that. Um, something I, I so we've seen SMM um, around different places. And I've kind of noticed that like, he just kind of will jump in, make some, some makes somewhat obnoxious comments that don't really progress a conversation and then go. Um, and I'm curious, you know, if we actually get to see more of the personality from him here where he has things to do other than, I guess, bully banjo, or if that will kind of be where he is. I mean, Jesus, tell us how you really feel about banjo, Christ. But I am... Um... <laughs> He's one, it's one of the few entries in the dossier, I think, which is filled with character. Like, I've got a reason that you get a very good idea of who he is, what his interests are, what he likes doing, what he might bring to the game, etc. 
Um, I mean, yes, he does have experience hosting an org too, which might go in his favour, might not. I, I do agree with your assessment. He kind of jumps into conversations, says a couple of things, leaps out. And the fact that he is very young as well, um, he might struggle with that, especially if that's a struggle anyway, because, I mean, the org community outside of lines is very young. It leans very young. And if he struggles, I think, socially with people is around his own age, around the same demographic, then he's going to struggle a hell of a lot more, I think, connection with people like Nay with Bramble and, you know. Um, so, yeah, um, he might struggle. My, my gut feeling is he, he, he's going to struggle, but I hope he proves me wrong and I hope he isn't isolated and manages to secure something. But even from just reading this dossier, I think one of my notes I made was that he might struggle, I think, to secure a very ride or die ally, someone who's going to be his rock. Um, so, yeah. Um, remember I said that there was maybe only one player I was actively <laughs> rooting against? Oh, no. Welcome to, welcome to SM. Um, and it's solely because of the way he's conducted himself in the viewer's lounge. He's been, as Ari said, a little bit obnoxious, um, a bit dismissive and derisive of some previous, of the, of the players in previous seasons. Um, and just kind of bring in a, a weird uh, non-alliance attitude into the viewer's lounge. And it, it, just, it just didn't sit well with me. Um, if that player is playing in Nexus Park, I will be beating the drum for his quick exit. Um, but um, if he proves to be someone otherwise, uh, then that's great. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt until he, until he uh, proves me wrong. So, um, um, and that's about all I have to say about SMM. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it should be interesting to see, you know, what parts of his character we've seen and what will come into the game. Uh, so the next one we have is Sparrow, or uh, this one is Swahwi in the game. Uh, oh. I still don't know how to pronounce that, but uh, so uh, he, I think, didn't send any messages in the marooning, and uh, I'm wondering if that was an intentional choice to kind of hang out around until things actually start and just kind of observe um we get some good uh nuggets from his dossier uh 30 years old a ghost writer which is interesting um he has resting disney face he says um people people will flock to you to tell him about their inner struggles and secrets um we've watched a lot of survivor done some orgs uh, yeah i mean uh it's a lot written here, but kind of hard to see how what might apply into the game. Yeah, I, I'm sure he mentioned he's ready to be. Or I'm sure reading this, it came across that he seems like he's ready to be quite ruthless, quite messy. But so many people have mentioned they hate fakeness, they hate liars, they hate deceit, and it just makes me think if he was wild speculation. But if he was to go all the way he might piss a lot of people off in doing so. Um, and so he might struggle that one because like I say, about God, like three quarters of the people have said they hate fakeness, they hate lies, they hate this, that, and else. And if he's ready to be messy, ruthless and, you know, piss off people who are close to him and get them out in order to further himself, it might come back to bite him in the arse. Um, but yeah, I mean, it seems like people are drawn to him. It seems like he usually does quite well in orgs. Um, like after we reiterated the thing, God knows how many times this is very different experience. So 
Um, and the casts in Alliance, I think, are very different to what you usually encounter in a lot of the orcs he's probably already been in. So he, he is going to have to adjust, I think, maybe get himself out of some bad habits. And yeah, I think if he thinks being ruthless and messy is going to work, he, I think it's going to be in for a bit of a rude awakening with this cast, um, who don't seem like they'll appreciate that kind of gameplay. But yeah, I think, I think he really could go far if he's not bullshitting about how he's done in previous ones. That, that, that is always a possibility and not really one I'd ever really kind of taken into consideration. Uh, I'm not sure why uh, you would lie on, a, um, on an application for an org. <coughs> Spencer, maybe he was lying, maybe he wasn't. But what, what is a fact is that he was the second to last player to join the Marooning channel. Didn't say anything once he joined it. Um, and that was a very busy Marooning channel. One of the busiest we've seen. Um, there was a lot of conversation between a lot of different players and these little seeds of conversation are going to stick. Um, and he doesn't have that little seedling to, to, to even, you know, to plant, to, uh, to, to, you know, grow any kind of a relationship. So um, yeah, I would kind of feel a step behind if I joined the Marooning channel and saw that many messages had already been shared between people before I joined. Uh. Yeah, um, and going off of what Cece said, um, yeah, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, sometimes um, a lot of people who sco or something like, like they say like they hate fake people um, or liars or anything like that. And a lot, I kind of know that sometimes they end up projecting that onto people um, and calling people, you know, start calling people fake, things like that. Um, and that can, can kind of backfire onto them, especially if other people don't end up agreeing with that. And I wonder if, he might end up being that kind of a player. Four more to go on our 18-person cast. Um, next up is Benjamin, who is 18, a student. Um, he's played in a few games, uh, I think, oh, he says as of July, so maybe more since then. Um, hasn't lost a lot of Survivor, though. Um, but uh, it seems like the kind of person... Um, who might work in this game as another one of the teenagers. Uh, what do we think about Benjamin? It just it didn't, nothing particularly stood out to me. Um, beige, I would say overall. Potential goal, possibly. Um, but again, being young, I think an older cast could hurt him. I think the sense of humor that's unsure a little bit here, I don't know how other people will take to it. Um, especially older cast members. I think it's probably going to be a bit polarizing. But other than that, yeah, I'm not living. The, um, the only thing that stands out in his dossier for me is a negative. Um, and it's when he says, as his pet peeve, I really don't like it when people mm. won't cooperate when we need to. Well, welcome to alliance buddy because you are not always going to be able to get your way um and you've got to be willing to recognize you've got to be able to recognize when you have to bend um to what someone else wants um and if you can't do that you go like a lot of people not a ton to go on so let's we'll see in game but initial impressions i think doesn't stand out um i think if the next person stands out a bit more uh, and just in terms of personality, it's uh, Steph, a uh, 31-year-old cannabis industry marketing 
uh, describes herself as funny, sassy, and intellectual. And uh, as we see, the second member, the second half of the two-woman improv group that we had with Shannon, the winner of Alliance Summit. Um, Sharon says, I love Steph. She's the best. She's a very loyal and kind person. I think she'll be very social and friendly with everyone very quickly. She'll wear her heart out her heart on her sleeve, and I hope that doesn't end up hurting her feelings. Uh, we do have uh, that Lincoln Shand's uh, second wedding this weekend, so we'll see how much that affects her in the game with those early days. Um, one thing that kind of stands out, though, I think there's a good number of people in the cast uh, kind of around that age, men and women, uh, could be similar, could be, you know, work together, or might end up fighting against each other. Yeah. Um, Steph uh, is exciting, is uh, one of those players that the Viewers Lounge is going to be excited to see play simply because of her, her relationship to a, a previous winner um, from High Seas. Not High Seas, I'm sorry, uh, from Summit. And um, yeah, so, uh, but just because she's friends with Shan doesn't mean she's going to play like Shan. Um, of course, uh, that's obvious, but um, you kind of, you start to kind of uh, link the two together and you become disappointed when someone, doesn't play the way you expect them to. So uh, with Steph, I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt um, just because I'm going to hope to see her stick around for a while. Um, no idea of how she's going to play. Um, and her bio really doesn't kind of uh, give you any real hints because she's never played one of these before. So we'll see what happens. I mean, mm, I mean she works in marketing. Not a good sign. But the weight could balance that out. Um all I'm going to say for people who know Drag Race, you know, Jada Essence Hall won season 12, her drag sister went on season 13 and was the first one out. So it might not be necessarily a good sign. Who knows? Um, but I think if she knows an alumni very well, it was very, as a winner, it's probably going to be very familiar with the franchise or have a good insight into the ins and outs of it. I'm sure she's probably given her advice going into this. Um, which might work in her favour if she's inexperienced. <laughs> I don't know. But I can see her doing well socially. Like, a dossier does stand out. She seems quite bubbly. If she's got a good sense of humour, that'll work in her favour. Um, and I can see her getting along with, like, the old cast members, the younger cast members, um, and having, like, common ground with various different people. So, yeah, I think socially she'll be set, she'll be fine. But strategically and, you know, challenge-wise, if she's going to be challenge-based, we'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, she's another one. I'm not rooting for as hard as some other people, but, yeah, she's an interesting one, I think. I'm interested to see what she does. I, I think that Steph is definitely going to be um, a, a, one of, in the running, one of the funniest players and definitely in the running for fan favorite. Um, and I really don't know what to expect from her game-wise. Um, you know the survivor and the game from the TV perspective, I think hasn't really been around the internet version of it much. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays over. Yep. Um, all right, so the next one is Taylor. Uh, I think Taylor is the screen name also, um, except that his official Discord username is Larry David. Um, and that's about as much as you can get from the dossier where he says his pet peeve is poor communication, and yet he has about three words maximum for every answer on here. 
Um, but he did, and to his credit, seem to have a good sense of humor through the marooning. Uh, yeah. So it'll, we'll, I think we would likely, hopefully, see more of that. I think I mean, the Larry David, at least to me, feels like a good sign. He is a, he is a void in which we can pour our grievances on the Nexus Park at you. <laughs> um, uh, now, good luck, Taylor. Like you said, you, you gave us nothing. Thank you. <laughs> Girl, what, honey, what is this? I mean, he's a screenwriter, and I'm curious if he has an IMDb page so he can see what he's written. Um, that might be interesting. Um, but, mm, yeah, I haven't really kept much tabs on Marion, but if he's got a good sense of humor and he's, I mean, I assume he's interested in based on what he does for a living. Yeah, he could do okay, but otherwise it's F all to go off. So God only knows. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, just about it. So I don't really have much else to add. So we have our last person in the cast and we can talk about Waxler, who at 32, a personal shopper, um, he said he was never going to apply, but I think we all knew what that meant. Um, we have a note from Crystal who says, Waxler, goodness. So he's extremely competitive and hates losing. Hates is in all caps. He's going to have to really balance himself and not try to challenge Beast through the whole season. He also doesn't like when Fit just, quote, hangs around. So if the tribe lollygags over deciding Fit, he's going to struggle with not just taking reins. He also does not, doesn't like not being able to figure it out. So I'm hoping there's an idol hunt like High Seas to still get super engulfed in that. I think he should be entertaining to watch at least. Uh, and then another, another note from Keith is that he's strong with puzzles and helps mod a sub. Uh, I think subreddit that's heavily based on social interaction. That said, he's not afraid to speak his mind and I think that may end up leading to some fireworks later on. What you got, Cece? Um, I mean, based on what we've seen of him, like outside, I think in like the hub server and the high stay server and stuff, he does seem to get along quite well with people. Um, I think based on what we've heard just there and things, he might not do as well under pressure. Um, I think he says he's brand new at playing orgs, so I think he could be a little bit like a fish out of water, a bit like Crystal Blesser. Um, could be a little bit out of his depth, I think. But he could land on his feet and he could, I can see him doing quite well socially, but it's very up in the air. And, you know, it used to piss me off when people wanted to take control all the time and um, micromanage everything. So if he does do that, I think he's going to make some enemies quite quick. But if you can rein that in, um, kind of delegate other responsibilities to other people and be okay with that, just be a bit, bit more diplomatic, I think. I think he'll be able to work through at least the tribe stage okay um but he, he seems quite enthusiastic he seems like he's going to throw himself into this he's been quite active in maroon and from what i've seen um and he's come across quite well in it from again from what i've seen um but yeah i think again if he's too active and throws himself into it too much it's going to paint that target on his back um but he's an interesting one i think another kind of wild card dark horse kind of figure there I can see him being an earlier, but I can see him doing well too. It's just dependent on, I think, how he adjusts to this. Yeah, he's um, he's just gonna have to moderate 
how he how he responds in certain situations. Um, he's a perfectly pleasant person in the HQ Alliance uh, in the uh, HQ uh, lounge. Um, always been pleasant, um, competitive, and uh, in the little in Ali's puzzle channel. Um, just and he seems like a genuinely nice guy. Um, and uh, hopefully he can just kind of just center himself and let himself get to that uh, that merge phase um, in a position to where he he's got numbers and, and good people around him. Uh, yeah, um, I think Waxler is definitely someone who's going you know you know has been active through a lot of things. Um, is going to progress through the game, but. I would not be surprised if he starts to establish himself as a big threat um, and sort of gets a target to that. I feel like he might be similar to uh, Hen, um, maybe not in terms of what actually happens in the game, but it's in terms of like maybe getting into a spot and you know not quite being able to get the target off of them, uh, or maybe you know not quite ending up in that right middle of the road, uh, sort of that early more merged portion. Yeah, definitely one well, that I really want to watch for, though. Well, that's that's the eighteen people, um, and we're currently watching them get split into two tribes. Um, maybe a surprise for some, but it'll be a great season. So let's do winner picks quickly. Um, well, each of us, based on the dossier and marooning, and just sort of general gut feelings, uh, who you know if. With an absolutely no stakes attached, uh, except for everyone listening back, who will judge us <laughs> incessantly for everything we've said in the last hour. Um, one person who you think was your pick to be the winner of the season. Uh, CC, do you want to start this off? Oh, you're going to make me go first. I'm probably going to chase the person who's going to be first out. First um, out, or winner. Well, we're winner, picking, sorry, but like well, we're going to pick the winner, but. Okay. Well, well, I don't know what the chances are. One of our picks is the first one out. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I feel like knowing my luck, they'll be first out. Um, oh, I think, oh God, this is difficult. This is difficult. Maybe a sparrow jumps out at me a little bit. Um, yeah, he said he's like ready to be ruthless, ready to be messy. People seem to be drawn to him. Apparently knows alumni. Uh, he's done quite well in ones he's done in the past. So, yeah, my gut instinct is maybe say Sparrow, but I could see Jordan doing well as too. Um, and I am rooting for the for Jordan and Bramble especially. But yeah, my gut instinct is to say Sparrow. Hirsch, what are you thinking? Um, you know, familiar with a lot of these players, so I'm going to be rooting on from a personal stake. I don't know any of these people, never seen any of them play. Um, so with that in mind, I'm just going to go with uh, who I most want to see win, and it's Bramblecat. Oh, yeah. God, I hope she wins. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with Darcy. I think I think it, she's going to have you know just the right balance of not being threatening, but being able to work those social connections, knowing the game well enough. Uh, while also, you know, not being entrenched in certain org or survivor ideas. Um, and to base just on that, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, that's going to be my pick for now. Um, anything else we want to mention? 
how excited are we? I mean, we've been waiting for this. This is uh, why we've played the game in the past, why we've uh, watched it, why we continue to hang out in a lounge from a game that none of us won. Um, it's, uh, it's fun. It's, uh, it's such a blast to see these people play. Um, and I'm excited to be here back on the podcast to have great guests like Cece on the show and, uh, and great viewers like the people who will hopefully listen. So uh, let's just buckle up and have a great season. Exactly. All right. Um, I think that'll do it for this episode. I think we've taken enough of everyone's time, uh, but we will be back soon and with you all season long, giving you recaps as often as possible. Uh, we're still probably, I'm still probably going to struggle personally with scheduling, but similar to how we did it in high seas, hopefully as often as we can, giving you something for getting you caught up. Um, and Hurst will be right there with me all season long, and uh, we'll hope to have as many new faces and voices on as guests as we can throughout the season. And I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, so thanks so much, everyone, for listening. And thank and, you, Cece. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much, Cece, for being here. Uh, it was a pleasure getting your insight, and we will see you around the lounge. Thanks. We will indeed. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks. We will be back soon. Later.